I'm Carol Coletta, and this is Night Cities. With city finances squeezed, the call for public-private partnerships is increasing. But even in the best of circumstances, they can be very tricky to manage. Catherine Ott-Lovell is responsible for one of the nation's largest non-commercial public-private partnerships. She is executive director of the Fairmount Park Conservancy, an independent nonprofit organization that champions Philadelphia's vast park system, where she orchestrates the daily dance of balancing public and private concerns and responsibilities to produce quality parks for citizens. Catherine is also responsible for managing the collaboration of five civic assets in Philadelphia, neighborhood parks, a library, two trails, and a discovery center, as part of a recent $11 million grant from the William Penn Foundation and the Knight Foundation to reimagine Philadelphia's civic commons. Catherine, what is the role of the Fairmount Park Conservancy? The Conservancy, to put it quite simply, we exist to champion Philadelphia's parks and recreation system. To put it very simply, we see our role to bring parks back to life and to bring people back to parks. And Catherine, does that mean you raise money for parks? (laughs) We do, we do. And that's really how we were started um, about 14 years ago as a fundraising operation. Uh, Our role has expanded tremendously over the last few years Um, We still raise money. We raise more money um, than we have in the past, um, but we really um, look to see how we can be um, really impactful in communities and work hand-in-hand with communities to to deliver a vision on parks and uh, open spaces in Philadelphia. Catherine, uh, again, to be specific, do you plan parks? Do you design parks? Do you build parks, manage parks? Tell me about it. We do all of that. Um, You know, we are very involved um, working hand-in-hand with the city's Department of Parks and Recreation to plan um, for specific park projects. Now, Philadelphia's park system is massive. It's 11,000 acres, um, so we can't work in every uh, park, um, but we do our best to um, think about um, parks very strategically where there's real need and opportunity. Um, And so we're planning projects. We're we're, uh, managing the, the building process and the capital process for uh, for projects. Um, and then we have a really large park stewardship program um, that I think is really the heart and soul of what we do, which is managing a network of neighborhood park friends groups around the city um, and really working with them to steward and uh, steward their own parks and to build that leadership capacity in neighborhoods to really be a voice for local parks. Catherine, how do you divide responsibilities with the city? The city owns the parks. They do. They own the parks, and we are their great partner. Um, and, and it's interesting. On some days, I think that we're an extension of their staff, and on other days, I feel like they're an extension of ours. <laughs> so um, it's really such an amazing partnership that we've been able to build with them. We work so closely with them. I mean, I practically split my time between you know, the, the Parks and Rec offices and my own um, pretty evenly because of, of how much time we spend together. Um, and it's, I think that's really critical. We don't want to replace the city. Um, we, we certainly don't want to um, you know, work um, not un- disaligned with them. We want to work hand in hand with them to help leverage the great resources and support um, that they're able to offer, although limited. Um, we'd like to layer on to that uh, with what we were able to bring. Why do you think people are willing to support a conservancy, either with their time or their money or both, and not willing to take that same money and same time and support parks through the city? 
Well, what's the difference fundamentally? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if there's really been a vehicle uh, uh, through the city um, that has been as effective um, as, as a conservancy. You know, Philadelphia is interesting because we're one of the few citywide conservancies, so we really, um, you know, support all uh, 120 neighborhood parks, six watershed parks um, in Philadelphia. So it's a huge responsibility, and, um, you know, it's certainly not something the city can do on its own. The city is incredibly under-resourced. The Philadelphia is incredibly under-resourced when it comes to its parks. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it's our mission and our, our ultimate um, imperative, really, to, to draw support from the private sector and bring it into the public sector. And, you know, really what we're trying to do is also turn um, constituents and park users into park supporters. And I think, you know, there, there hasn't been a vehicle for that, but, but it's also not, um, you know, the city isn't structured in a way to, to make that happen, and that's, that's exactly how we're structured. And yet, Catherine, just to push back a little bit, the city is structured to do that in, in the form of taxes, right? Um, yeah. And so you have you have Philadelphians who are paying taxes to cities, and then they're willing to pay more. Not you know, it's not required of them, but voluntarily pay more or give their time to the city's parks. And and so I'm I'm curious why you think it is again that people would support a conservancy but not and the parks through that conservancy and not the parks through their tax dollars. It's a, it's a great question. I think if people had more control over their tax dollars, and an awful lot of Philadelphians would like to see more tax dollars go to parks. Um, I think we need to play a much greater role. We collectively, as park advocates, need to play a much better role in accessing those tax dollars and seeing more of you know tax revenues and other types of revenue you know come into come into the parks um, because they are so tremendously under resourced. Um, I think that we've made the case over a few years uh, over the past years that that um, we are supplementing what the city does not does not have. Now, the Conservancy, the Fairmont Park Conservancy, has not taken on the role of advocacy just yet. There is another organization in Philly that has done some advocacy work um, called the Philadelphia Parks Alliance, but we work closely with them to really help get the word out that, um, you know, individuals can make a difference and supplement uh, the, their tax dollars that, that are given to the city uh, through groups like the Fairmont Park Conservancy. Sean McKinney at William Penn Foundation and I talked last week about how to craft a good public partnership. You're right in the middle of that, as you say, almost splitting time between the city and the conservancy. What are the biggest pitfalls you've encountered in in trying to craft that public-private partnership on a daily basis and make it work? Well, it's really, you know, helping the city do what it does best. Right. And I think, you know, the city plays a really great role um, in terms of the the operations of the sites. They have wonderful, you know, skilled labor and really dedicated folks who are out there every day, um, you know, using whatever they, they have, whatever opportunity they have to, to make the parks better. Um, so I think we've really tried to to empower the city to continue to do what they do well, um, but then also to feel comfortable and to build a level of trust with them so that they feel confident that we can do also bring uh, some great talent and, and resources to the table. And, and I think that trust factor um, has been the, the biggest lift for us over the past few years is really establishing that, that, that mutual you know, respect for each other and that, that level of trust that's really critical. I think it's, it's also about making sure that we acknowledge what the city is able to do. And, and by that, I mean by, by um, offering credit to the city for, for all that they have done. And um, that's really important, I think, to um, not just city leadership, but also to individuals who are doing the work every day to make sure that they're acknowledged um, and not seen as not being able to do their 
their job because they lack the resources. Mm-hmm. How do conservancies, Catherine, avoid becoming the default for local governments that are financially constrained or as private money comes in, cities then shift that money over to other services? Yeah, we it's a it's a huge concern I think and it's absolutely something that we're you know we try to be really vigilant about here in Philly. Um the the funds that we bring in or the the funding streams that we're working to set up here in Philadelphia um need to be a supplement to what the city provides and certainly not a substitute. And you know, we just need to be as vocal as possible with the elected officials and and folks in city government who are making those decisions that um you know, if anything, um this is the opportunity for for the city to uh contribute more uh, to to the the parks and recreation budget um, with the the amazing opportunity to leverage that support for for private support. Um, you know, we will not be able to raise funds privately, uh, whether it's through individuals or foundations or or um, corporations, unless the city is is supportive. That's probably the first question I get asked: is what's the city's role in this? What is it? You know, what level is the city supporting this? Um, when I'm out there soliciting support for for projects and programs in the parks. One thing that seems incongruous to me with the move toward conservancies is that most, it seems like most local ballot initiatives to support parks actually succeed. Do you, you mentioned advocacy earlier and that you haven't taken that up because there's another organization locally that does that in Philadelphia, but do you think we should be bolder in asking citizens to support parks and libraries um, directly with their tax dollars? I do. I think we have to be bolder. I think we have to empower citizens to, um, you know, to work together, to work with us, to really set a new standard and raise expectations. You know, I think for so long people have just been told, you know, that the funds aren't there, um, you know, and there's there's no opportunity, but we're not thinking creatively enough. We're not thinking innovatively enough about other ways to generate revenue uh, within the, the public sector. And I think citizens could play a great role in that, um, and they just need to be empowered and offered you know, the opportunity to do that. And that's part of the work that we do in the Park Stewardship Program. You know, although we're not technically an advocacy group, we're certainly park advocates. And we have thousands of volunteers from throughout the city who, who represent these volunteer park friends groups. And we're talking about really, really affluent neighborhoods and in really struggling neighborhoods that these folks, um, some people working two and three jobs and raising, you know, children and, and uh, you know, have their own lives are, you know, in their spare time, really um, working to advocate for their park and it's about, you know, training them and teaching them, you know, how they can really use their voice to, to shift this conversation and to, and to raise expectations at the public sector level. Catherine, in addition to running what looks to be the largest conservancy in the country with 10,550 acres under management, you, you, you're twice the size of the next largest conservancy. You're, you're also running a collaboration now of leaders in five uh, of five civic assets in Philadelphia, several parks and trails, a discovery center, plus a library, to explore how you can tie those assets and voices and programming more closely together. It's it's flying under the banner of reimagining a civic commons. It's a it's a grant that William Penn and Knight Foundation collaborated on. You've just begun that work. Tell me what you see as the opportunities for that kind of cross institution, cross sector collaboration 
I think the Reimagining the Civic Commons initiative is the most exciting thing uh, that has happened to public space um, here in Philadelphia in literally decades. And since we made this announcement uh, last month, the, um, the excitement is palpable in the city. It is just amazing. Um, it seems everywhere we go, this is something that people are talking about. And, you know, I think it's been uh, overdue <laughs> that the, this opportunity or, or need to connect um, the civic assets to each other. I'm sure that we're not alone in Philadelphia uh, in this issue of, of that we have of working somewhat in isolation from each other um, as, as managers and, and developers and planners for public space. And this opportunity that Civic Commons, Reimagine the Civic Commons, is really going to give us the vehicle to, to work more closely together, to leverage our, our knowledge bases and our, our ideas, hopefully to, to think of new ways um, that we can lift up our public spaces and, and work together much more collaboratively in the future. And I think ultimately again, help shift that conversation at the at the city leadership level um, with our elected officials to let them know that we are stronger together. And um, by, by banding together and working together to connect our assets, we are also connecting our constituency bases. Um, and I think that's, that's going to have a really significant, become a really significant influence in the next few years. Catherine, it is such a pleasure to talk to you. You are one of the strongest collaboration leaders I've met, and uh, that is not easy work to do. So thank you for the work you do in Philadelphia, and thanks for being our guest on Night Cities. Well, that's high praise coming from you, Carol, and thank you for all that you've done. Catherine Ott-Lovell is Executive Director of the Fairmount Park Conservancy in Philadelphia. You can follow us on Twitter at hashtag Night Cities and at C. Coletta. Sign up for our newsletter at knightfoundation.org forward slash podcast to get the five things you should know from this interview and others. You've been listening to Night Cities. I'm Carol Coletta.